snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Bowles, touchdown. He goes. It's Hester. Inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. You're listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now, with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pigskin Project. It's been a while. It's been yeah. two weeks. Uh, we didn't do it last week. Obviously, Thanksgiving, um, you know, friends, family, everything. Um, I mean, Ben, I saw you briefly, man. It was awesome, though. It was so good to see you. Yes. Um, but how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, no, my Thanksgiving was, my Thanksgiving was great. Thanksgiving was also Mary's birthday. So mm. it was a double way. I mean, we celebrated Thanksgiving. We celebrated her. Uh, the break was well needed. Um, it was, you know, life is, life is hitting me like a truck right now, especially these next two weeks with finals, but it was good. Mm. Pumped, pumped to be here. Um, I, I, you know, I was telling Ryan before I'm pumped up with energy today for some reason. But excited to be here talking to you. How are you holding in there, bud? Dude, it's been a weird 48 hours, I would say. Um, <laughs> just because, you know, trade deadline with fantasy football. Um, so for mm-hmm. if you are playing fantasy, your trade deadline has likely passed. Um, so because of that, dude, if you know me personally, you know I'm a very competitive guy, and I've put so much time and effort into this, so it was very nerve-wracking for me because I'm like, I need to make the right moves, and I've already screwed up one league, and I cannot afford to lose this one. You know what I mean? Like, There's been so mm-hmm. much trash talk between everybody, as always. It's a fun league. Um, so, I mean, you, know, you, you want to win. It's a group of friends. You want to win, and um, you know, I think that, you know, Ben and I made a trade and it was, you know, I think that I, I liked it, but it also puts Ben in a perspective to where it's, you know, not something to where he's going to, um, guys, I have two wins on the season. Ryan is, is is being too polite. I have two wins on the season, uh, in perspective, literally every single person I've played has had like a career game every single time. It was just the worst of luck for me this season. Uh, so I need to put myself in a position where I wasn't going to get dead last place. Um, so yeah, I needed to make some trades for guys that we're going to play like now. Cause I had a couple mm-hmm. guys on by, so that's, uh, that's what we did. So it's doing good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, weekly recap, um, Ben, there's plenty of stuff, um, to talk about, but obviously, you know, let's start with the first game of this past week's slate. Um, Kyle Gagliardi tuning in saying, say something nice about Jordan love. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. Jordan Love didn't look bad against the Lions. I mean, dude looked pretty decent. Um, he looked I think, really good. I mean, he, he was the MVP of the game. He looked for the yeah. first time, I wouldn't say in a for the first time, he looked like he could be that dude for the next 10 years with the Packers. I don't know how long yeah. it's gonna last. 
But everyone knows I'm a Jordan Love guy, so I'm excited to say that at least. Yeah, I will say, you know, he's had his up and ups and downs. Um, give that man his turkey leg. Yeah, no, okay. Even as a Bears fan, the fact that this guy didn't get a turkey leg after that game on Thanksgiving. Because Greg is stupid. Olsen. Um yeah. But anyways. Um, yeah, I will say as a Bears fan, it's exciting to see the next era of this rivalry evolve. Um, you know, some people aren't very um, fond of Justin Fields. Ben and I have talked about it behind the scenes. Um, I've talked to Matt about it behind the scenes. Um, first off, let me just say, just because I'm not entirely sure if you've talked to him about it or not, I think he might have talked to you about it or not. But um, so back, taking it all the way back to the scouting combine, um, Ben and Matt. We're on the same exact track, and you could probably listen to it um, in our old episodes, but Ben was huge on the idea of the Bears resetting the rookie clock and trading Justin Fields away and drafting Bryce Young number one overall. Um, I, on the other hand, was getting so passionate about it that I had to step away from Ben and Matt at one point in time at the scouting combine because, for one, we've been spending a lot of time together. But... You know, the resetting the something... clock thing was a joke, by the way. But I was, I was available. Oh, Matt was serious. Matt was serious yeah. about it. He was like, I can't believe I was like legitimately wanting that. So, like, whether you were <laughs> joking about it or not, it's up in the air. But um, I just wanted to say, like, I'm right because Justin Fields looks really good this season when he's able to be himself and be healthy. Um, so yeah, it's it's exciting to look at this rivalry and think like. I believe that both of these teams have the quarterback of the future, at least for right now. Um, Jordan Love and Justin Fields have their ups and downs, but at the end of the day, it's going to be really fun to watch play out. But speaking of quarterbacks in the NFC North, um, Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell is planning on weighing options at quarterback during the upcoming bye week. You have the same exact reaction as I do, just judging by the way that you shook your head there. Why? I mean, Josh Dobbs has been playing phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like it's, well, I don't even know if I would say phenomenal, but dude, dude has one bad game. Right. And you look at this, right. Statistically bears since getting Montez sweat, this is bold, but this is statistics have performed at top 10 defense. They haven't really played the most intensive teams. I mean, they played the lions and they lost. And the Vikings haven't really, I mean, they don't have Justin Jefferson there, you know, but they also played the Panthers. It's like they played the Saints as well. That was Montez Sweats. But so like the sample size is not very big against not very great teams, but nonetheless, they are a top 10 defense with Montez Sweat. It's time to think, you know, when it comes to the Bears and when it comes to the Vikings, the Bears were playing great. Defense looked great. Um, the, the defense was the only reason why that game was close. Oh my gosh. That game was hard to watch with how bad the offense was. So happy. I worked that night. Um, but nonetheless, you traded for Josh Dobbs because he was performed. Like there was a certain time in which, and during the season, I would consider Josh Dobbs to be this year's Geno Smith. Like dude was performing pretty well. So he was playing well. I don't know about Geno Smith, but (laughs) I don't know if you consider him to be benched already. I think it's a little premature. Um, But, you know, with Justin Jefferson coming off of IR, Aaron Rodgers as well, by the way, I'll just cross that note off as well. Um, But 
with Justin Jefferson coming off of IR, I say you give him one more week. I mean, yeah, Hawkinson's still there. Addison's still there. You got KJ Osborne still looking like a pretty decent, like depth option. You've got Justin Jefferson, the best wide receiver in the league. Like give this man some time. You're not in a spot to be like thinking about like new quarterbacks either. I don't agree with Vikings fans thinking that Kirk Cousins is needing to get out and they need to tank for Caleb Williams. Like that's not happening. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. What's your point? I, I, I don't, I don't know. You, you give, give Josh a chance. Like, what are you going to do? Start Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall when right now you, right now they're in the playoff picture. Like if the playoffs yeah. start today, I, they're in the, like. Technically the Bears <sighs> are too, but you know, Panthers are too, believe it or not. I sent you that. Do you see that? What? The Panthers can still math. They, they aren't mathematically eliminated from the possibility of hosting a playoff game. They could do no. it. No. Yeah, I'm I not know. They but, will, but they could. <laughs> Pretty interesting. I, love I it. yeah. Ah, I, mm, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, they, they have right now. They have a chance. They're, they're like, if the playoffs were to start today, the Vikings would be in the playoffs. So not even that it's like, a, oh, the Panthers have a chance. Like, like, yeah, sure, the Panthers, it's fun, but like, no. Like, if the playoffs were to start today, the Vikings would be the seventh seed in the playoffs. And would be playing. I mean, given they'd be playing the Niners, and we know all know how that would end. But but still, you're only two you're games not... out. Let's go. I'm cool with <laughs> but, that. But... Bears are still in it, baby. Let's go. Stop Win it. three out of the next Stop five. It. Stop it. Um, next five, and we're in. <laughs> I'm not gonna even go down that route. Um, I'm just I'm just gonna pretend you didn't even say that. Um, but. Like you're you're at the point where tanking's not gonna do anything. If you tank, you're gonna you're already out with six wins, you're already out of position to get Caleb and May. So might as well go all in and at least try to get your roster some playoff experience. I mean, we know they need as much playoff experience as they have because they haven't had good history in the playoffs, anyways, hence last year. It's just you're not gonna start Nick Mullins or Jaron Hall, anyways. Uh the only chance you would be doing that is if you were tanking. And again, there's no point in the Vikings to tank at this point with six wins. It's just not worth it. Anyone who's saying the Vikings should tank is bad. Anyone who's saying that Josh Dobbs shouldn't be playing is bad. It's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, what Vikings fans are trying to accomplish, but the tank is not going to happen. I'm excited. Um, you know, I I like it. I like where the Bears are. Vikings, though, the fans are delirious, dude. I, I, or delusional. I'm sorry. Delirious, delusional. I don't care. Words are words. Same difference. <laughs> Whatever. Um, they're weird, man. I mean, you know, we've had several people talk about how, like, you know, we need to get Caleb Williams and stuff. It's like, dude, Kirk Cousins is playing very well. Like, yeah, very well when he was hurt or when he was playing. So I don't know. Um, speaking about teams with a, future all of them do but anyways that was a bad transition <laughs> um panthers fired head coach frank reich after a one and ten start special teams coordinator chris Tabor will serve as the team's interim coach he'll do phenomenal by the way i think he'll he'll do great um they also fired quarterbacks coach josh mccown and running backs coach Deuce staley um good uh both of, of those positions suck for the panthers and then former Panthers tight end Greg Olson has interest in becoming a head coach, even for the Carolina Panthers as well. 
that's interesting as well. Um, I have a I, I'm a softie when it comes to Greg Olson. Um, I've yeah. always been a part of the spot to where it's like, why yeah. did the Bears trade him? Worst trade in you know recent history for the Bears? Maybe not, but like you know one of the worst. Um, but great guy all the way around. If he wants to take a head coaching position, I mean, is that something that if you're the Panthers, you look into? No, no. We if we should have learned anything from Jeff Saturday and the Colts last year, it's that you don't go out and hire guys that have no experience coaching. It'd be different if he had experiences coaching, like and obviously not quite the same, but like a little off topic here, uh, but it'll loop it all around. It'd be different if it was a situation like IU. IU just fired Tom Allen, their head coach. And they're looking for a guy, you know, hopefully that loves IU, played at IU, hence a guy like Antoine Randall, the wide receiver coach for the Lions. And something like that's okay. He's coached, he's been in the league, he's done all this different stuff. But to go out and hire someone who hasn't coached, who has been in the booth this entire time, just be like, nope, you're our head coach now, is, is just bad. You don't do it. And like, I don't know, we should have learned that from when the uh, Colts hired Jeff Saturday. I don't know. Honestly, the best Colts or the best, the best move for them would have been going back one year and keeping Steve Wilkes as your head coach. You should have given him the job. He was able to get that team and end up winning a couple games down the stretch. He ended up going six and six um, and winning some games down the stretch last year. You should have just kept him. And um, they're not going to and everything, Um, but it's bad. I mean, they needed a change of scenery. Uh, You know, Bryce Young wasn't looking as good as what we would have all hoped for. Um, But now this is the third coach we've seen fired like midseason in like recent history now with Frank Reich or first year head coaches fired in midseason. Most of the time you don't even like most of the time you see – you know, first-year head coaches get two years. So the fact we're even seeing him fired in midseason in Frank um, Hackett and um, Urban Meyer is just wild. I, I guess, you know, you're expected to succeed higher now in the NFL more than ever. But we'll see where that road takes him. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting, man. I mean, I'm not particularly a fan of making former players – I mean, let them work their way up the way that yes. everybody else should. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I can tech. This is weird saying it for me. I'm not a very well qualified coach by any means, but like, I mean, like, I'm, I'm well qualified to a certain extent, but, um, I'm a coach and I believe I'm biased as well. If I'm going to be mm-hmm. a coach in the NFL one day, I want everybody to have a fair mm-hmm. shot at it. Um, I'm also in the same class of broadcasters, for example, if I want to go and do that, um, you know, where players are becoming broadcasters as well, even though they have absolutely no broadcast experience. Well, that's better. I know, but that's different it's than a coaching better the entire 53 man like yeah. roster. That's it's just yeah. not the same. It's a it's a good field for sure. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you know, it's it's not fair for people that put like a ton of money and time and effort and emphasis into this just to just lose it to a former player. It sucks. It's unfortunate. That's why I'm like, you know, I I'm very passionate in that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. You need to give them, they need to 
to get a chance to to work their way up and just hire a guy out of like nowhere is just not good. I mean, given they work out, I mean, when they have that time, I mean, you look at it. I mean, he's not a head coach, but like Kellen Moore, he's a one heck of an offensive coordinator. Like a gym, Mike Rabel. So they work out when it happens, and, and these guys go through a system and and make their way up. D'Amico Ryan's. But, like, you have to do that. You can't just jump in and go from calling plays Dude, in the booth to it's not even, coaching a 53-man roster. It's not even just coaching either. Ryan Poles was a former player that was undrafted that played for the Bears at one point in time. Maybe not make, like, an actual professional appearance on the field. Dude was on the practice squad at one time. Worked his way up onto the front office of the Kansas City Chiefs, and now he's the general manager of the Bears. Like, yeah. You, you got to have a path, you know, like, yeah, you, for booth to straight head coach is just not it. And that's not the path. Right. And if they do it, it's wrong. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Almost said some choice words there. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to kind of blow through these really quick. Cause we've got a lot to cover about. And I have a surprise segment for you. I just need to ask you a question and see where we're at. Um, yeah. Anyways. Bengals wide receiver T Higgins has a chance to play against the Jaguars this week. Very interesting um, regarding the whole Joe Burrow out for the season type thing, like adding yeah. another weapon to the Bengals team than they need it is good. Um, Brown's defensive end miles Garrett is sore with his left shoulder injury, but it's day to day per head coach Stefanski. Um, that's huge for the Browns just because I mean, miles Garrett dude, me and you both have a pretty soft spot for miles garrett we both love him absolutely um so you know dude i would even you know what like okay everybody knows my family is huge on you know or like half of my family's huge on the browns i would buy a miles garrett jersey i would <laughs> I, I i've always said like if i bought too, well but i i know but i've always said if i bought a non-eagles jersey it would always be miles garrett but i mean i'm not going to do that but yeah. <laughs> Um, Bucks quarterback Baker Mayfield has a negative MRI on his ankle injury. So he'll be all right. Might have a couple weeks out, but still. So anyways, let's get to our very next well, segment real here. Quick. You have one more point. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, I have, I have a couple here for you guys just real quick. Um, sorry. There's something in my eye here. Bailey Zappi's expected to start over, um, Mac Jones. Uh, the Colts cut Shaq Leonard, um, and he's going to be, within the next few days, decide between the Eagles or Cowboys. Hopefully he becomes an Eagle. Um, and then I can't believe you left this one out, Ryan. Your favorite player, Aaron Rodgers, got activated. Oh, no, I said it. I just said practice. it. I said it in the middle of a conversation. I said, with Justin Jefferson being activated, and then I said Aaron Rodgers is also activated as well. I just crossed that off my list. Um, oh, you tried to sneak that in there so you didn't have to talk about it. No, yes, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers, by the way, is uh, his 21-day uh, window has opened. He would be dumb to come back. If they were in playoff contention, fine. But his it's not worth it. That's a, It's a bad team with a bad offensive line, and let's be honest, not good weapons. I We'll have to have a conversation about the, the, the Jets in the offseason. Um but if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I don't want to come back. But also, if I'm the Jets, I wouldn't let Aaron Rodgers prevent me from drafting a quarterback in the first round. That's besides the point. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, anyways, yeah, let's go ahead and move right on. It's interesting. I put a $10 bet, by the way, on Aaron Rodgers for comeback player of the year. 
uh, 10 wins, 93. So speaking of winning money, here we go. They say winning isn't everything, and that may be true in some cases. But right now, let's make some money. It's time for pigskin payout. Expanding on that thought, if DeMar Hamlin wins that award, I'm I'm rioting. There's no way. I, I, that, that, I guess it's time and place to have this conversation. He deserves the award. I understand why people are saying the dude could – have died. The dude did no, die. Did was die. brought back to life, and he has came. And he's come back and he's playing football. What does he do? He absolutely he deserves then? the the comeback player of the year award. I understand he is a special teamer. I do not care. He died on the football field, like darn near the fifty yard line, and died and was brought back to life. And is now playing football again. I don't care if he didn't record a single stat this year. He deserves the darn award, and I just cannot get behind. I, I understand what people guy. are saying. I understand what people guy. are saying. He absolutely deserves that award. We need to stop this this narrative. This is bad. Aaron Rodgers is coming back from an injury that normally takes a full year to recover from, and he's coming back within a with within twelve weeks. It took him three months. To to get that Achilles all back up to normal. He's practicing now. He's all good. He will be back. That's unbelievable, dude. That's unseen before. Like, I understand, like, in my eyes, if it's not Hamlin. <laughs> okay, my guy died. So, I mean. If it's not Hamlin, it's Rodgers. If it's not Versus Hamlin, playing on Achilles tear. That's where I'm at, but. We'll see what Aaron Rodgers does afterwards. Because if he starts playing like Aaron Rodgers previously, then science is a lie and uh, modern medicine is a lie. And Aaron Rodgers was right all along. Um, <laughs> anyway, Aaron Rodgers could put up 4,000 yards in the span of the next, excuse me, four weeks, five, 4,000 yards in the, in, in the five weeks he's going to be playing. And he would still not win defensive or comeback player of the year award in my eyes. Samar Hamlin, I don't care what anyone has That's to do. Wild. It, Tua could be the MVP, and I'm still giving it to Demar Hamlin. He died That's in his playing football. That is absurd. Sorry, picks can pay right. out. Guys, I had two different ones I was gonna decide between last time. Um, oh, by the way, yeah, we Joe Burrow is out for the season. Uh, we didn't cover that. We would have covered that last week. Um, we didn't have a podcast last week. I can't believe we skipped over that. Um, yeah, Joe Burrow's done for the season with a broken wrist. Um, but last picks can pay out. I'm deciding between two different parlays to give you guys. Uh, I gave you guys the one that didn't hit, uh, but my second one hit and won me $220. Um, which is ironic that I ended up picking the wrong one for you guys. Uh, but hopefully this one hits. Uh, Ryan, you have to let me know what you think. Um, I have the Seahawks covering plus – sorry, guys. I have the Seahawks covering plus eight and a half. Uh, I have touchdown – or uh, anytime score, um, Zach Charbonnet. Uh, Dak over passing yards at 283 and a half. Um, and then over receiving yards for Jake Ferguson at 35 and a half. And that gets you guys plus 750 odds. So, okay. I I like it. I like it. I'm not even gonna <laughs> lie to you. Last time I didn't like it for uh last episode. Um yeah. you know, I kept track of it a little bit. Uh you went two for four on Thursday night football, and I went three for four on my Sunday slate. Not bad. Yeah, I, 
I, I won 220 that Thursday, so I can't be too mad. <laughs> Just pick the wrong one, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I I have quite a lot, man. Um, all of them goes with points or spreads. Um, commanders under 49 and a half, or Dolphins at Commanders under 49 and a half total points. That's just, I like that. that's, yeah, yeah, I like that. Cardinals plus five and a half at Steelers. Chargers at Patriots over 40 and a half. Um, Lions at Saints under 47. Chiefs at Packers over 42 and a half. So I like it. The only like one that I don't like is going to be that Chargers Patriots one. The Charger, the Patriots have not like looked good at all. Uh, and the Patriots have also held whoever they've been playing um, to under 10 points the last two weeks. So their defense is actually clicking a little bit here. Um, and then their offense is, is trash. So that, that's the only one I'm like a big negative on, like it just not doing it. And then the other ones, um, I don't feel like strongly about, uh, but I do really like that commanders dolphins one. There we go. Well, you know, it's nice. Um, let's go ahead and start with, um, upset alert. And then after that, right into pick skin pick. Just when you thought it was safe to play the underdog, we put you on upset alert. All right, Ben, you could start us off. I got to tally up last couple weeks for um, <laughs> our record because for some reason I blanked out and didn't do it. Yeah, you were all good. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Uh, so I got four four ones for you guys here. Um, and then one that I don't quite know the odds on. So I'm going to throw that one there at the very end. Um, but I don't know the odds on this one, so I don't want to throw it in like officially as an upset alert. Uh, but Seahawks versus Cowboys. Um, I could absolutely see – I know Gino hasn't been playing very well, but I could see Gino like, finally trying to get that to click. Um, and JSN, Zach Charbonnet, uh, the rookies both popping off here, and then hopefully DK and Tyler start to look good. Um, they have all the offensive power to do so. They have two good tackles on either side. Um, I wouldn't say neutralize Parsons, but can hopefully hold up fairly well against Parsons. Um, that defense is going to be a little rough, but if you guys couldn't tell by the bet that um, I whipped up for you guys on picks can pay out, I, I think this game is going to be a shootout. Um, honestly, I probably should have thrown the over on points on that one. Um, and if we're talking about just the pieces, I think the Seahawks uh, offense has more pieces than the Cowboys. And if I think this game is going to be a shootout, could see the Seahawks winning this one. Uh, Colts versus Titans. Uh, Colts have been red hot, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if Titans march into town and uh, win this one. Cardinals versus Steelers. Um, everyone is talking about how the Steelers like had over 400 yards for the first time in like 53 games or something, um, and somehow they still didn't even manage to put up more than like 17 points. What was the final score in that game? Final score, oh, yeah, they put up 20 points. Um, no, no, they put up 16 points. Final score of that game was 16 points, and everyone is celebrating that. Matt Kent is gone. And we put up 400 yards. Yeah, but you guys scored 16 points. We need to cool it just a tad bit on the Steelers here. Um, and the Cardinals, um, they have shown throughout the entire season that they will play tough games for Gannon as much as I'm a Gannon hater. Um, and the week before this didn't look good. If you go down their schedule, they have – 
been in pretty much every game besides that Rams and Browns game. Um, and then you look at the Browns game, they got blown out zero to 27 and they came back the next week and won the next game. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Um, and then, you know, I'm, they keep on burning me, but I really think it's going to happen or it might happen this week. Panthers versus Bucks. I'm t- I told you guys when everything happened with the Raiders, there's a real thing to the interim head coach. And Bryce Young, I'm still holding out hope, man. Like I I still think Bryce Young, number one overall pick, is in there. They draft him when number one overall for a reason. I don't know if it's gonna come out this season, but if it's gonna come out this season, it's gonna be this game, like you said. There's questions um whether or not uh Baker's gonna even be playing in this one. And yeah. if you look at it simply at the number one overall pick versus Kyle Trask, I'm going to take the number one overall pick. Um, yeah. And then the last one that I don't know how the odds are on, um, one game I just think is going to be really, really good is going to be the Broncos versus Texans. I could really see that game going either way. Um, and then this is going to be no surprise to you guys uh, as well. Um, I'm going to pick the Eagles in, in this Niners game. I know I'm spoiling one of my picks. The Eagles are technically underdogs. Um, by like, I think it's one and a half points. Um, it's either one and a half or two points. Uh, so technically the Eagles are considered upset. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to have the Eagles win that one, but I don't quite consider that in this segment because it's going to be a close game. <laughs> it's crazy when you have a team that's only won one game as an underdog against another team. Crazy. Um, I have Seahawks at Cowboys. Um, I think the Cowboys, man, they're on a hot streak right now. They're rolling. Seahawks, man. The one thing that I took from Thanksgiving against the 49ers is the fact that the Seahawks can fight. That Seahawks <laughs> team will not die. Um, Cardinals at Steelers. Um, Kyler Murray, man, he adds an element to this Cardinals team that I didn't even factor in. This dude is keeping the Cardinals even more in it than previously. Um, and the Steelers. I've never really been impressed with Kenny Pickett. I just, I mean, maybe it's something that I need I, to just wake up to or something, but it's not something where I've been like, wow, Kenny Pickett plays this Sunday against the Cardinals. That's a no-brainer. Like, you know, I, I think that Jalen Warren's going to have a big day. So if you have him in fantasy, start him. Um, I think that his usage is going to be going up a lot. And, you know, you can mark my words with that one. Um, Najee Harris was the lead back with the new offensive coordinator, man. It's going to be interesting. Um, Dolphins at Commanders. Um, so with that, um, you know, here's the thing, man. The Commanders are weird. Um, you know, they're considering different play calling changes and stuff like that. Dolphins, man, at this point, I mean, they're, they're due. I mean, they're banged up a little bit. Tyreek Hill's playing with an injury. It's a little rough. Um, but anyways, you know, it can happen. I'm not saying it will. Um, and then Broncos at Texans, like you had said, I mean, dude, I love CJ Stroud so much. Like he's so much. <laughs> so do I, I'm a Michigan fan. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, man. But, um, anyways, so let's get right into our next segment, um, where we will talk about week 13 and the slate that is to follow. You think, you know, football will prove it. This is pigskin pick'em. Here we go. All right. So, Ben, um, we're doing a little bit different now. Um, we're just going to be doing picks for this week especially, but I will say Ben and I have a note 
um, that goes off of, you know, we kind of compare that that way. It's easy to kind of keep up with. And uh, so I'm seeing a couple of what Ben has. And oh, it's no, tough to I was hoping with. you were going to look at it. I was hoping you were going to look at it. I, I uh, have to. I have to because uh, I still have to type mine in. Guys, absolute um, heater last few weeks for me, by the way. 13 and 3 past week. But I'll let Ryan get to that. Yes. Um, so I went 10 and 6, which is one of my better weeks. Ben is 13 and 3. Um, so last episode, he was up on me by, I believe, let me look at this. Going into picks can pick them. And the last time that you guys had seen us, he he was only up by 16, okay, which is like doable. <laughs> Dude's up on me by 20 games now. I am 177 on the season, not great. He is 120 and 57. Dude's on an absolute heater. Congratulations, buddy. What a season. Um, anyways, so we're going through um, Thursday Night Football. <coughs> this one's going to be fun. We just talked about it. Seahawks at Cowboys. Ben, what are you thinking? Um, I, I mean, if I didn't spoil my pick in the, the pigskin, um, you're in the upset alert. It's I'm, I'm going to take the Seahawks, man. I I'm going to take them to cover. I mean, you guys heard that, um, Dak is on a heater, but Dak is going to find a way to Dak is going to find a way to Dak things up. And I know that's wild to say because he has played very, very good. Um, and if he continues to play the way he has, it's the Cowboys are going to win, but Seahawks are going to win this one. I have the Cowboys just because Dak's playing out of his mind right now, um, statistically. Um, so, you know, as a result, it's going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> so, let's see. Colts at Titans. Ben, what are you thinking? <laughs> All right. I'm picking the Titans to win this one. Um, the Titans are just – they're fun to watch, man, which is wild that you would have – you know, I would have never thought that I was going to say that, um, especially after like the bad game that they had before. But they're just fun to watch. They're fun to root for. And maybe it's the Will Levis in me. Um, but the Colts are on an absolute hot streak. They've won last three games. Um, but I really don't think they're that good. I mean, I know it's bad to say, and they're in the playoff picture right now too and, and whatnot. But I really don't think the Colts are, are that good. Um, and I think the Titans are going to – Gonna make uh, Mr. Gardner Minshew struggle a little bit. You know, I'm looking forward to Gardner Minshew. I uh, picked him up in fantasy this week. Um, it's gonna be interesting. And by the way, speaking of fantasy, talking to my current opponent this week, big week, um, <laughs> second time this is happening, the last time this will happen this season. Um, it's gonna be fun. Anyways, I'm yeah. picking the Colts. I'm a Gardner Minshew believer, um, and I think that he's gonna he's gonna lead them against the Titans. Um, Derrick Henry, by the way, very disappointing. Your stock going down, man. Titans should have dealt you at the deadline. Um, Falcons at Jets. What do you think? That the Falcons. <laughs> I mean, the Falcons haven't looked the best. I uh, actually predicted their win um, last week, uh, but the reason they won last week is because their defense was really, really good. Um, and let's be honest, mm-hmm. that Jets offense is really, really bad. Uh, so this one was pretty easy for me, and I might look stupid this time next week, but the Falcons. Okay. I also have the Falcons just because at the end of the day, um, you know, I <laughs> – so here's the thing. When you put in your picks, I saw yours, and I, I don't want to pick the Jets because of Boyle. That's really the only thing. I was going to pick the Falcons, but – 
I don't want to lose another game to you. So that's why I'm, like, <laughs> I'm gonna just go to the Falcons here and pick opposite of you when I feel oh no with it. No, I, I can see I can see the pick on the board and I'm already I'm already heated at you, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Lions at Saints. Um, uh we would Lions. come on now. We're yeah, the Lions guys. Jeez. Come on. I know I know the Lions just had a bad game, but let's let's be for real. Well, Stop it. Stop it. It's the Lions. The Lions, their struggle has been the Reds. That's the thing. They're the Lions. And they proved to us and everybody on Thanksgiving that they're still the Lions. And if they were any different, they would have won that game. But it's like death taxes the Lions losing on Thanksgiving. That's what it is. Right. It, it it was it was a rough game for Goff. Goff is not going to continue to to have these bad games. People are like, oh, it's Goff. But yes, look at Doc Goff over the last few years with the Lions. He's played fine. He usually does not have you know that bad of a game as he did against against the Packers last week. Um, the red zone defense really needs to get figured out. They're along like sixty four percent. Like uh, like or sixty four percent of the time, an offense has come down into the red zone. They have let them score a touchdown, and it's been like seventy nine percent the last three weeks, which is like awful. Um, but they'll figure it out. It'll it'll be fine. This is going to be the game that Lions bounce back a little bit on. I would sure hope so because Derek Carr is playing like straight bud right. Derek now. Carr cannot promise you a win, but he'll promise you effort. <sighs> I'll try. <laughs> all right good job <laughs> Bronc- broncos at texans um so ben i'm spoiling your pick here i'll take you yeah you made me mad we're, about this one pal we're both picking the broncos and here's why i did it um something about how i feel with sean payton game planning against a rookie quarterback um makes me feel like this isn't going to be, it, it's going to be close but i really want to pick the texans here it's just not going to happen uh, I mean, the Broncos are just on such a heater right now. The Broncos might make the playoffs. Like, this is legit. So, I'm going Broncos here, man. What what's what was your thought process? It, it it was the same thing. It's just the Broncos have been on an absolute heater. Um, it wasn't so much the Sean Payton factor, just because Sean Payton is is obviously the offensive minded guy there. Um, but it's just the Broncos have been on an absolute heater the last few weeks. They have the longest active winning streak in the NFL right now. Um, they have just looked really freaking good, man. Um, Chargers at Patriots. I think this one's also a no-brainer. The Patriots are just butt, dude. Yeah. They're, they're garbage. Um, so Chargers all the way here. This one's interesting, man. I think this is the first time you've picked the Maltese and Cardinals at Steelers. I want your expl- explanation. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I talked about it a little bit there um, within, like, uh, the upset alert. Um, but the Steelers don't move the needle, and I was going to say, like, you know, you mentioned the thing about Kenny Pickett. I just – I've said it all season. Kenny Pickett isn't it. They should – you know, if they're in a position to get one of these quarterbacks – because, boy, let me tell you, this draft class is stacked. There is – mm, five of them that, like, I'm a big fan of. Like, five of them I would – feel comfortable with um obviously at certain points within the first round um to pick and if i'm the sealers and i have the chance to do it i would kenny pickett just isn't it and the fact that we're celebrating how good their offense looked and they put up 16 points should really tell you where the sealers are at um and like you said kyler murray just has the f factor yeah 
Um, yeah, like I said, upset alert. Um, I think there's a chance Steelers win this game, but I'm not comfor- or comfortable enough with either team. So uh, Dolphins at Commanders. Commanders just aren't good. It's just that. But, you know, um, I'll go Dolphins here. Um, ben, yeah, we're both going. We're both going the Dolphins here. I'm I'm sick of you, Ryan. This one. Hey, we'll get there. Um, Panthers at Buccaneers. No I'm going Buccaneers just because. I'm going Panthers. Panthers, <laughs> Panthers just aren't good, man. I'll tell you, I saw it firsthand. They're not good. Hey, um, do, I I am fifty percent correct when I picked the Panthers to win. I picked them to win against the Texans, and I picked them to win last week, and they won that game last week. So I'm fifty. I had a 50-50 chance here. Um, again, I told you guys, something to the intern head coach. I will say this. Um, I've got the same mentality about the Panthers this year than you do with the Bears versus Packers rivalry. I'm not picking the Panthers to win until I see them start winning. That's what it is. Um, same exact thing as the Broncos. You got to prove yourself. Um, so Buccaneers here, 49ers at Eagles. This one's close. This is the one. This was the one that I saw. This is the one I'm going to tell you you're going to regret, dude. I, I, Eagles are winning this one, and I know I just spoiled your pick there, but the Eagles are winning this one. And Darius Slay, or not Darius Slay, Debo Samuel had every opportunity this week to take back what he had whined and complained. And another word that is explicit that I'm not going to use about the Eagles last year, and he doubled down, he tripled down, he quadrupled down on that this week to date. And it just never good. Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson said it the best. Hungry dogs run faster. Eagles are going to win this one. I have not a shadow in my doubt it is going to happen. And, and Kyle, Kyle, listen to me very closely when I say it. Or not not Kyle Gagliardi, This is Kyle Nick Shanahan. Hughes. Yeah. Uh, oh, Kyle, oh, yeah. Kyle, Nick Hughes is picking the 49ers, according to his yeah. comment. Shout yeah, out to well, Nick Hughes, ESPN producer. And my former coworker from Regional Radio Sports Network, congratulations on the job, buddy. I know you've been there for a while, but I'm very happy for you. But anyways, continue. <laughs> He's also an Ohio what? State fan, so that's it. Oh, oh, Nick. <laughs> Nick. Yeah. This is the Texans fan that was that was on the uh, the draft show. Ooh, yep, I remember. Everybody remembers. I remember. Stay tuned for this, pal. We'll talk about it. You're, you're raising your shirt up as if you guys didn't just lose. I'm still All proud. Right. I'm still uh, proud. Uh, Oh, proud? Yeah, okay. I you sound proud, like a I take pride you, sound, in me. you sound like a soccer dad. Besides the point, Kyle. I'm not referring to Kyle Gagliardi. I'm referring to Kyle Shanahan. Listen to me when I say this. Try your best this game to not put a backup tight end on Hassan Reddick like you did last year. Every All of the Niners fans can play. The only reason the Eagles won is because Hassan Reddick Hurt Purdy. And that was a hundred percent your head coach's fault. What went through his mind to make him believe that it was okay to put a backup tight end on Hassan Reddick, which at that point was playing like the best pass rusher in all of football? Yeah, that was your fault, Niners fans. You guys lost, and you guys are gonna lose again this weekend. I'm calling it right now. Um, Debo Samuel scores a touchdown. Just letting you know. Um, I traded him. Don't feed him. Don't feed him. I don't feed I'm him. just saying I'm, it's I'm, my I'm... luck. It's gonna happen. Um, 
I would also bet on George Kittle anytime touchdown if uh, if I was anybody. Um, uh, anyway, Kevin Byard is, is, has done pretty well since we've got him. He's he's been our he's been our tight end eraser. I air quote eraser. Uh, I mean yeah. that's why, as you saw in fantasy, uh, Dalton Kincaid didn't have the best week. Um, that's besides why I say that because I, in hindsight, I don't want to say it because it's super early on, but I made a trade that some may or may not refer to as fleecy. That's besides hmm. the point. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah. Moving on. Browns at Rams. <laughs> we both have the Rams. Yeah. Um, For those who couldn't have guessed again by this point, Ryan uh, picked the Niners. But, yes, we both have the Rams. Yeah. Um, Chiefs at Packers. Mahomes is just going to tear this defense up, and I can't wait. Um, even if great. Jair Alexander is playing, I will uh, continue my hatred towards him. Um, I said it once and I said it again. Uh, Jair Alexander, you're trash. You're trash. <laughs> this man um, really hates Jair. Um, Bengals at Jaguars. We're both going Jaguars as well. We have four disagreements this week. So hopefully I can close the gap just a little bit because that would be <laughs> pretty helpful. If I can get four games on you every week, I can tie you. Um, so anyways, <laughs> um, <sighs> moving on. We've got a little bit of a fun segment that night we didn't really talk about i'm worried about um, this one i don't know what this one is guys so i don't know if you saw this or not but and and here's the thing right oh no i'll just say uh, uh, uh oh guys i'm worried <laughs> dj moore is number five in the receiving leaders this season so far okay oh, good, good for he, that. he has officially hit 1000 yards on the season and is probably going to be the bears leading receiver in the history of the franchise at the end of the season. Um, awesome. This is great. Everything that I had wanted, um, out of DJ Moore. This is awesome. However, I remember specifically talking to you before the season had started about, um, you know, how, what, where we would rank DJ Moore Mm -hmm. in, you know, as far as before the season started, do you remember exactly where we slotted him in? Uh, somewhere around 12, 13, 14. We said top 15 at least. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would like to know from your perspective is, uh, has this changed since then? No. He's <laughs> over guys like Amon Ross St. Brown, Stefan Diggs, Puka Nakua. I would, which so by the way. Much- I would so much rather have Amon Ra and Stefan Diggs. Puka, obviously, I'm going to take DJ just because of sample size. But Would you take Cooper Cup? Uh, I'm going to take DJ at this point uh, strictly just based off of just, like, ability to play. Uh, not, not, like, natural, like, athletic ability to actually play the wide receiver position, but, like, mm-hmm. just the ability to play football. Um, so yeah. right now I'm going to take DJ because Cooper cup has dropped. So, so low. Yeah, I got you. All right. That's fair. Um, Ben, I think it's your time, man. Your time to shine. Pro football. Isn't the only game in town. Let's take a stroll to Ben's college corner. All right, buddy. Let's talk about it. It happened. The game happened. It's hey, it's hey, over. Season's hey. over. 
How you doing? Could you could you show that shirt one more time? Yep, yep, and uh, and I, I again saw that we have uh, Nicholas here in the chat. Um, all I gotta say to you guys is it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. I, I all we have. And obviously, throughout the history, Michigan is higher. But throughout recent history, um, the winning record is uh, is, is going to lean towards you guys. Um, but Jim Harbaugh said it best: some guys were born on third base and think they hit a triple. Ryan Day, I, I don't know what it is. Given he he's for the most part has a very good resume. Um, it just has not been able to win this game. And I don't know what it is. And, and at a certain point, um, you have to start questioning whether or not he's the guy uh, that can that can win this. Um, because, like I said, in? what? Brian Hartline. Brian Hartline. Not right now, obviously. You need to give him another, like, um, you need to give him another few years. But it really needs to be. Um, like a conversation about if this dude can like win these games because he hasn't been able to. Well, hold on a minute. I know this is your segment, but enough about my head coach. Let's talk about your head coach and how we, he's going to be a Chicago Bears. We can talk about it all we want. He's not. We've said it. The re- I wasn't going to even touch on that because we've talked about it so much at this point. Is Jim Harbaugh going to be a you know a bear? Is Jim Harbaugh not going to be a bear? I really would be surprised if it happens. Like I said, I I think Jim is going to stay. I would be very surprised if Jim leaves. Um, let's be honest. Do you want to even leave to coach the Bears, anyways? Yes. No. <laughs> I think that's an L take and a biased take because you're a Bears fan. What Bears fans being biased? Never. Um, <laughs> I really don't think he's going to leave. Um, but that's besides the point. I took my, you know, five minutes to gloat about this. Probably not even that, um, move on past it. It was really fun. Me and Ryan, me and Ryan watched that game together. It's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely screamed some explicit stuff to him after that game was over. Um, but in all actuality, uh, Michigan has looked very, very good this entire season. And OSU has looked very, very good this entire season. And if it wasn't for a bad quarterback, Kyle McCord, the guy that I have said in this segment multiple times, was going to be the reason that OSU was going to get held back, lost in the game. I am not surprised. He threw the game-sealing interception. He has not looked good. And it is going to be interesting to see where you guys go uh, like next from this. You guys have to look at someone in the transfer portal at this point because um, to bring no one in to compete with Kyle McCord is, is a losing program move. Yep. And this hurts to say OSU's not a like OSU doesn't make many losing program moves. Uh, so they just need to to bring someone in that at least compete with Kyle. Um, and it'll, it'll really be interesting. Uh, there's a, a small path for OSU to um to make the playoffs it's still it's still a possibility I would like a 12 percent um, chance if I'm a betting man I wouldn't bet on OSU making it and this is a conversation me and you have had Ryan and I'd really love to hear what the what the listeners have to say about this um but 
let's say that let's say that FSU spot opens up. So I think we're all going to be in grants. Um, Georgia's going to make it. I feel like Georgia could lose and they'd still make it. Michigan locked up their spot, and the winner of the Pac-12 is going to make it. So either Washington or Oregon. That game is going to be so much fun to watch, and, and will sadly be the the last Pac-12 game uh, I will ever watch. Uh, college-wise, at least. Um, uh, so those three spots are locked up. So now that leaves that fourth spot. Um, that leaves that fourth spot open if FSU loses. I think even if FSU wins, we still should have a conversation about if they deserve that fourth spot um, because I'm a big like proponent of, of Texas getting that, especially if Texas wins. Um, if Texas wins, I feel like they deserve that fourth spot. Um, but if FSU loses, there will be a battle between OSU and Texas for that fourth spot. The college committee would be doing some very acidine things if they put OSU in over Texas. I know you might not quite be there, Ryan. Um, we will have to, um, That's, we'll have to I mean, talk about it a little bit closer to time but come on now texas is a conference champion and has played some good teams and has some good teams on their resume you have to i'll let you say what you have to say here real quick no 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 go ahead no uh well i i just wanted to see what you were gonna say um but it, it's i i think texas deserves that fourth spot right now as is Again, the college um, football playoff committee came out. Their top six um, or their top seven consisted of Georgia at one, Michigan at two, Washington at three, FSU at four, Oregon at five, OSU at six, Texas at seven, and then Bama um, might freaking find their way back into this thing. I don't think Bama should even if they win the SEC, but that's a conversation to have next week once all these conference games are wrapped up. Um but there's still sadly a a chance for for OSU to make it in that fourth spot. I don't think they'll deserve it, especially if Texas wins. Um, but it's a conversation to have. Um, FSU, as you guys know, FSU was kind of my team away from my team this year. Obviously, I'm going to root for Michigan no matter what. Michigan's my team. Um, but I, I, I liked FSU. They were fun to watch. They had a fun defense, good offense. Um, but with Jordan Travis out, it would be hard for me to say they deserve that spot, even if they do win. Um, and to just get right into the games to watch uh, this week for you guys, uh, I picked five of them, and the five are just going to be the conference champ games for you guys. Um, it's going to be FSU versus Louisville. Louisville has been a tough team. They're kind of around the, the 20s there within the, the actual ranking. Uh, Louisville's a fun team to watch, too. Um it would be impressive if FSU's backup quarterback could come in and win, but I still wouldn't do it. Um, there's, it's hard for me to, to to see a team with their backup quarterback in in the playoffs, and that's funny coming from a guy that rooted for Nick Nick Foles to win the Super Bowl. Um, I will say but, this: man. I I truly believe that Texas could lose this game. I think that they could lose. I'd be surprised, but there's there's it's a possibility. He's not going to put him in. I'll be honest with you. Whether or not that's it would OSU, be, it would be bad if they did not put him in. I think there's an honest honest chance. That's all I'm saying. Is that is that this weekend? Championship. Yep. 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 No, it's this cool. weekend. All right. Perfect. Um. Yeah. It, I mean, we'll see what it happens. Would. Be 
bad if they did not put Texas in when Texas won their conference and had one loss. It would be it would be it would be a joke. And the the college football playoff committee would have let us down. It would be a travesty. I would come on here and I would I would not be happy. If Texas wins the pack or the Big 12 and doesn't get in, I will be mad. Um that's besides the point. Now you got me all fired up. Um but uh, again, Texas versus Oklahoma is would be the next one. I think Texas is gonna win this one. Uh, there's always that small chance that something happens. Um, Michigan versus Iowa. <sighs> this will be the first time I think I would ever recommend anyone taking the over on points um, <laughs> in an Iowa game. Um, Iowa's not even projected to score a touchdown, which is kind of wild. Um, and then Bama versus Georgia. Um, Georgia, I mean, there's been times throughout the entire season that we've mentioned they haven't looked good. Uh, but Georgia should win this game. I mean, Georgia's still one of the best programs in, in all all the country. I I think Michigan's better. Um, and honestly, I think OSU's better. Uh, but they're still one of the best. Um, and I would have said Bama was going to put up a decent fight, um, and they still probably will. Bama has won this game in recent memory. Um, but, boy, did they not look good against Auburn. They won by three points with like a like fourth in goal that was like 32 yards out. Um, Saban even said it was lucky. Um, they should have lost to Auburn. They should have lost to Auburn. Um, I, again, most of the time I would say Bama is going to make this game close. And knowing Bama, they will make this game close. Um, and Bama had I hope played. I do. And Bama had I played hope- well the, the entire season outside of that Texas game. And they played well even in that Texas game. Uh, but boy, if they look anything like they did it last week against Auburn, it is not going to be a game. I think I would root for Alabama in this sense. If if they could beat Georgia, my hatred for Georgia this season is just like they have they're they're so overrated to me. Like I understand, like you know, they've been constantly putting in work and winning this unbelievable streak as the storyline. That's great. Um doesn't do it for me. It doesn't. I don't care. They're, I mean, the points and everything like that, dude. I don't know. It's not good. My mom coming in, my boys. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, um, but anyways, that's that's the way that I stand on it. Bama, what a comeback story. If they come back and win this, like they lost what two games this year? So if they come back and like one oh one game, just Texas, well, like, just Texas, just freaking Texas. If Texas if Bama gets only in, loss. if Bama gets in, like Texas better get in, though. I will say, like, yes, I'm I, I'm I'm gonna look at the playoff predictor right now. Have you ever done this? This is fun. Yes, it's great. So let's um let's get to, let's do this really quick. So like Bama okay. versus Georgia. Let's say Bama wins, right? Um, Louisville versus Florida State. Do you think Louisville actually stands a chance? Because I mean, I. I kind of like that for some reason. Uh, I, yeah, I think they stand a chance. I mean, I think FSU is going to win, but yes, they stand a chance. So should I click on FSU or Louisville? <sighs> for the fun of it, click FSU. Or, uh, Louisville, 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 Louisville. Okay. Michigan's winning against Iowa. Even if they um, don't, their spot's locked up. We'll say Texas against OSU. And then Oregon Texas. or Wisconsin. 
Um, I'm gonna say Oregon actually, but I'll I'll get to this game once you're done with that. But yeah, did I say Wisconsin? I meant Washington. I'm sorry. Right, I knew Um, I knew what you meant. So, so for the final results, Michigan goes in at number one, Oregon at two, Texas at three, and Bama at four. Ohio State's first out at number five. I would still. I would still take issue with that. It, it's going to be an interesting podcast um, next week if Texas wins. Um, and it would be really, really interesting if Texas wins, FSU wins, and Bama wins. Um, let me, let me but I, I will make you guys this promise. Um, if Texas wins next week, uh, we'll try to get him on for the entire podcast, um, but at least College Corner. Um, and we made this promise, Ryan. You weren't here when I made this promise. Um, if Texas wins, Matt will be on the podcast next week, and we will break this all down. Uh, we have spent enough time here on I'm this. I'm just going to uh, schedule him anyway because it's going to be funny to see his reaction, whether or yeah, not they make it. That's fair. So Matt, Matt will so. be on next week. Mark it. Um, the last game I want to talk about with you guys here. Um, is going to be the Washington versus Oregon game. This is going to be the game to watch. I'll say that one more time slowly for you guys. This will be the game to watch. The winner of this game will be in the college football playoffs. The loser of this game will be the first team out. It like it, We rarely, rarely, rarely get a chance to be able to see this. And, and we're, it's going to be even less next year. When it expands to the 12 man, it is going to be so much fun. These teams are going to battle their freaking hearts out. Um, Washington won it the uh, when they played earlier in the season, but I really think Oregon's going to win this one. Um, it's going to be fun either way, I'm going to be honest. Um, but I'm excited to come back to you guys um, next week to see how this game goes. And then the last thing I do want to uh, say here, I don't know if Nicholas is still here. Um, Nicholas mentions Aaron Nolan. Um, he is so much fun. OSU fans, if you guys don't know who Aaron Nolan is at this point, uh, he's your guys' quarterback uh, that signed or committed to you guys. Uh, he's in the 2024 class. He is so much fun. He is a whole lot of fun. Uh, if you guys oh, yeah. are an OSU fan or a college fan in general, go look at Aaron Nolan's highlights. He's he's fun. But we can move on. All right. <laughs> Let's get it going. Obviously, everybody knows what time it is. It's time for America's favorite game, Weddle. Guys, I won last time. Woo! It's crazy. I brought it within 20 games. Actually, yeah. no, I'm sorry. 10 games, 11 games. I was Woo. wrong. Um, all right. Let's uh let's 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 get another win here. Um, let me get rid of this really quick and then all right, perfect. All right, Ben. Would you like to go first mm. on easy mode? Everybody knows the rules, and if you don't why not? Well, real quick, I would like to hope that people at least listen to this point within the podcast. And I don't know about clothing, closing thoughts. Um, the podcast uh, next week may Ryan. This is the first time Ryan's hearing this too. Might have to be pushed back a little bit. Um, I might have a job obligation on Wednesday uh, that would nice. cause me to push it back. Um, as soon as we know more, I'll have something out to you guys on um, by Friday. My schedule will come out by then, and you guys will see stuff on the social media. So make sure you guys follow us on it's gone now. Cause you guys can't see it, but on Twitter and everything, it's all up here at the top. If you guys are our audio yeah. listeners we'll or uh, our video listeners, but yes, uh, just make sure you guys 
go and follow us on the socials for that news. Uh, do you want me to go first, Ryan? Sure. Um, you guys know where I'm going to start here. AJ. Wowzer. Wowzer. Right. I already know who it is. Um. <laughs> I think I know who it is. I think I know who it is. We'll see. So. Oh, he wears 14. Yikes. Okay. Well, there's the height. We have the, the position. <sighs> okay, actually, height, hold on. Age, I don't know. I don't know. I do. Let me think of a tall wide receiver in the AFC who can't be in the West, the North. Um, that would have to be the Bengals, the uh, T. Higgins is not that tall. Or T. Higgins doesn't wear a number 11. Um, so it can't be the Bengals, can't be the Ravens, can't be the Browns. George Pickens is not that tall. He doesn't wear that number. Dante either. Johnson? Mm, Dante's not that tall at all. By the way, if you guys haven't like seen that, like dudes acting kind of like very diva-ish. Like it'll be interesting to to follow that situation. I wouldn't be surprised if he forces yeah. his way out. Dude just watched the other team just pick up a ball that was right in front of him. Uh scoop. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Um, all right. So Patriots can't be anyone in the Patriots. Gabe Davis. Mm. Ah, and he's 13. So um, to north or south? Um, oh, um, no, Miko, where's four? Pittman. There it is. Yep. All right. It's still shocking every single time I see that he's like 6'4. I know he was tall and he was kind of my guy. He didn't, oh, by the way. Come on. Oh. It was almost a snipe. Dude, I've been trying this for weeks. If you don't get this, I'm going to be so mad. Oh, oh I don't even Dang know who his other defensive tackle is. Dang it. I know exactly who it is now. I bet you do. I would have said Zach Pickens, but it obviously can't be Zach Pickens. Gosh, you guys spoon fed this one. Um, cut it, cut it within ten. Wow, that is wild. Um, that's if you don't get it. There's a chance. I is it that guy from the freaking the Vikings last year that you guys signed? <sighs> I don't know his name, dude. I've been trying Gervin Dexter for the last like eight weeks or like since you're Gervin drafted. Your Gervin Dexter is my AJ Brown. Yeah, um, but like Gervin Dexter, like nobody guesses Gervin Dexter. Like so. nobody even knows who Gervin Dexter is. You've been good, by the way. Um, it, it's it's not gonna be. Um, but the only guy that I could think it would be is Yannick. It's not gonna be Yannick's defensive tackle. Um, but. Let's go. Justin Jones, baby. Woo! All right. (laughs) Cut it within 10. Cut it within 10. That's awesome. That's like the closest it's been in a while. What a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. You're like on a three-week right? Three-week heater? Something like that. I don't know. Who's keeping track? Um, Me. But anyways, um, like Ben said, follow us on all of our socials. Ben, you got any closing... uh, 
closing comments. Are we actually doing TikTok this week? We should do TikTok this week. We should do we TikTok this week. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like I've said. Finals um, is coming up for him, though. So, like, you might not be seeing up. a lot of Ben. Yeah. But... Well, I, you know what? I will promise. I promise you guys the TikTok will be up before. I don't want to say TikTok's going to be up before the game on Thursday, but the 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 picks can pick them will be up before the before the Sunday slate. I'm going to really try to get it out to you guys before Thursday. Um, but like I said, we both picked the Seahawks. If you guys are listening to this, um, we both picked the Seahawks. Oh, we didn't. Um, I the Cowboys. Oh, you picked the Cowboys. Oh, well, there you go. Seahawks, Cowboys. I think. Um, it's okay. Well, we'll say you picked the Cowboys. I, I did pick the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. Um, I picked the Seahawks. He picked the Cowboys. But I promise you guys that the video will at least be out before the Sunday slate. I'm going to really try to get it out to you guys tomorrow. Um, it just depends on how busy uh, I am with class. And Follow us on all of those. I work with. Yeah. Right up here. It's the Pigskin Project literally on every – or the Pigskin Project follow, on though. Facebook. Share it follow, with like, like, comment, it share. Like all that jazz. Engage, engage. Yes. Yeah, it's a pigskin project on uh, both the TikToks and uh, on both TikTok and Facebook for our audio listeners. Uh, and then it's a pigskin pod on Twitter. Um, but again, if you guys are, are video listeners, just right up here at the top of our page. Woo. Uh, but like I said, um, you know, last week was Thanksgiving. Uh, I can confidently say we are both thankful for all of you guys for sticking with us. Uh, Almost 100 episodes. That's wild. Uh, thankful mm-hmm. for you, Ryan. Couldn't ask for a better podcast partner. Um, oh, and thank you guys uh, for Likewise. making it this far. Yes. Um, we want to thank Spotify for podcasters, Recent Radio Sports Network, and Uppercuts Grooming for helping us grow as a podcast. Um, I personally want to give a shout out to On The Mark Wrestling Podcast. We haven't done it in a while, but <laughs> it is a great time to be a wrestling fan. Um, if you guys watch wrestling at all, please go tune into their podcast. It's a great, great time. Um, mm. I'm really enjoying myself. And who knows? Um, you guys might be seeing me on the podcast sooner or later. Again, um, I've made one appearance on the show and... We may or may not be talking about a second appearance at some point soon. Um, so, oh, I mean, a lot to talk about in the wrestling world, man. It's great, man. I'm it not really even a rest, like that big into wrestling, but this past weekend, I guess we're going to do what this. What a night. No, Ryan like texted me like on Sunday, and he's like, it is hard for me to watch football after what happened on Saturday night. Dude, yeah. <laughs> like, I was literally stunned. Um, go, <laughs> go, go listen to their podcast. Like, okay. Yes. It's like the way that I explain it to people is there was a match on Saturday that was essentially WWE's version of the Avengers. And my favorite wrestler came back at the very end of the pay-per-view. And that's like, you know, Thanos showing up at the end of um, yeah. what was it? Age of Ultron and the end credits. It's the best way to put it if you guys are nerds like that. Uh, but anyways, go tune into their podcast, man. It, they deserve it. They're great guys over there. Um, and it's always a good time over there. Um, they helped us grow nice. earlier in our, our tenure as a podcast. So it's huge. Um, but anyways, yes, until next week, and we will be live next week. Um, tune into our, our Twitter right above here. Um, if you know we have any updates or anything like that about it being pushed back a little bit, like Ben had said. Um, but if you, you guys don't hear anything... And- Assume it's a normal time, by the way. Yes, yes. Um, Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, this has been the Pigskin Project.